Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? This is 300! 2.99! Yes, we've crossed the threshold. Yes. I felt like it was important to only be here for the 300th episode, and that insignificant 2.99 can go bang itself. Oh, that was a pretty good one. Uh, it, you know what? It was. <laughs> you didn't hear it. No, I didn't. My favorite part of it, Emily goes, there's just a lot of cursing on the show of you yelling at things. I'm like, yeah, that's the show. That's it, that, <laughs> that is. That, that's the that's show. What the, the, so the show really has come full circle in 300 episodes. That's how it started, and that's how it is now. There was a period in the middle where you actually were mature. Well, you know, I'll try and be polite about In the this next episode. 300 episodes? Episode 300 um, is not that significant. Episode 301, though. Oh, oh, baby. We got our episode 301 is going to be a banger. This is kind of a placeholder. Like, as far as why are you calling it a banger? It's going to slap, dude. I don't know what the difference of those things are. It's about the same, actually. (laughs) Next week, um, I'm not going to say who, just in case it falls through and all that. Next week, we're going to be, I was shooting for episode 300. It's going to be 301. We're going to be doing an interview next week. Are you sure you counted right? Is this really 300? Yeah. Okay. I do it every week. I, I, well, no, next week will be my 298th episode, 297. It's probably closer to like 290. I haven't missed 10. Eh, I, probably, yeah, it's probably like 294, 295. Yeah, I haven't, so, I've lost count of how many you've missed. But next week, we are going to have- You've been on every episode. A director on. Yes. Maybe. Hopefully. Haven't recorded it yet, but you know that's the plan. So we're going to do a big old interview next week, Star Trek Picard. Oh. <laughs> I know, right? The Batman. Jeez. Uh, when are we watching the Batman? Tomorrow at six o'clock. Oh, oh yeah, we are, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we are. Thanks for reminding me of that. Tomorrow night at six o'clock. Um. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Shit. I had forgotten about that, and I can't help you with that. Like you've no. al- you've also paid for your ticket. That's also true. Yeah. We have the master seats. I have the master seat. <laughs> Sounds like I got to rearrange my plans tomorrow. <laughs> We were going to do, like, probably sushi for dinner if you want to come with us. Uh, I don't like sushi. Okay, Chinese buffet? I do like Chinese buffet. We might, okay, we can do that. You want to grab dinner right. with us? Yes, let me, I gotta, I have to make some some calls and some arrangements. <laughs> I can't help you, like, this I, is, it's been out there. You've also given me the money for it, so I can't get mad about oh, it. Oh, no, no, you can't get mad about it. I just completely forgot about it, that's all. Yeah, it's tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Did you see the movie review where it's like the guy, like, somebody wrote, like, the director needs to have his dick sucked, that's how good the movie was? Nope. Nope, that was a movie review. That well, maybe it was just somebody tweeting about it. So, hey, uh, I rewatched because I seem to start these shows now with things I watched this week. I watched a thing this week. I rewatched a thing this oh, week. Okay, I rewatched Spider Man Three. Oh God! My wife and I um, post Spider Man No Way Home, and yeah. also pre watching it when it comes out on physical media because it's not gonna be like on Disney Plus. Rewatched Spider Man Three. Yeah, worse than I remember. <laughs> It wasn't good. <laughs> Which is bad. Yeah, it wasn't good. It's kind of amazing how basically every single scene is the wrong decision. Like, it's really bad. Like, it's objectively terrible from top to bottom. It was wild to watch. I'm like, oh my God, I don't even remember it being this bad. It's a piece of shit. Every scene is bad and wrong. That's not good. Maybe we, <laughs> maybe we should cover that sometime because, oh my God, it was just like, huh. This well, is terrible. And my mm. wife is watching it with me. She's like, this is painful, and I don't want to do this. I'm like, no, we're doing it. We're watching all the Spider-Mans. <laughs> poor poor wife. <laughs> Despite, uh, man, it is, it is a rough viewing. I'm sorry. It is a really rough viewing. I haven't watched Spider-Man 3 in a number of years. And I think we've told this story before. Like um, In 2006, like I, I was at uh, Rutgers for a year of college. There's this huge football game, and I, I remember I called you on the phone, and we were talking. You're like, why are you not at the Rutgers game? I'm like, because the Spider-Man 3 trailer is about to drop. Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, the trailer's fine, whatever. I saw that. Don't you wish you were at the Rutgers game now? I do. Um, and then I went to go see the movie at the um, the IMAX theater in New York, in the city. 
And there were so many people on the escalator that the escalator set on fire. <laughs> so I saw Waitress instead, which is a wonderful movie. Uh-huh. I eventually saw Spider-Man 3, and um, it's terrible. It's a really terrible movie. I think that was an omen when you went to go see it, and you couldn't because the st- <laughs> the escalator was on fire. Yeah. What's funny was, um, I think my folks, like, my folks came out, and I think it was their first time in New York, so we all get in the cab, and my mom goes, IMAX Theater, and, like, the cabbie just looks at her, he's like, that's not an address. You can't just say IMAX Theater. Take me there, sir. Chop, chop. That's not how New York works as a functional society. Uh, well, does it work as a functional society? <laughs> I love New York. That's true. You are a big New York guy. You're a big New York, Mark. That's why I have all those I love New York shirts. You don't have any. That's true. I don't have a lot more Jersey-based shirts. <laughs> no, you do have an I Heart New York thong, though. <laughs> Which falls down because of my flat ass. But whatever. That's um, that's the preamble, I guess. Is there anything else for the preamble? Nope, that's it for the preamble. All right, let's move on from there. We're going to go straight into the pop culture news for the 300th time. 300? Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Well, no, I think we skipped pop culture news a couple of times for special episodes. I don't think we ever did. Uh, the um, I never go back. I'm never going back. I re- re- recall the terrible year in preview episode. <laughs> everyone's favorite that was a while ago also, the mailbag episode so do you remember our 200th episode no i don't it is one of our worst it was only two not, it was not, two years ago not because of you because of me because you got absolutely bombed you no were... that wasn't the problem is i <laughs> um, you weren't drunk enough no i was um concussed like i oh I, that's right that was um because i was caught like yeah that jay was, and silent bob yeah and i was hacking I was in the store. That was that was about two years ago. Right now, it was basically like just before COVID. If you ask, was my, popping up in my memories. If you ask my father and all, he's like, "You had COVID," and I will fucking swear up and down I didn't. But uh, I was hacking my lungs out, and I was at the store. And if you were ever at the store, like I had my counter in front of me, and then there was the pinball machine, and there was a rack. There was a spinner rack of comics, which is currently to my right. Mm, yes, I kept, I kept that. But I had a terrible. Just rep- respiratory disease, and I coughed so hard. I mean, and this COVID. Is- no, I didn't have fucking COVID, and I coughed so hard I passed out, and I collapsed in between my counter, which has a hard edge, and I yeah. in between my pinball machine, which had a hard edge, and I was able to like accidentally fall in between the two, but I still like cracked my skull hard and had a concussion. And then we recorded this show, and it was a goddamn mess. It was maybe the worst show we've ever done. Well, we didn't record it the 200. same day. But I was—I still had a concussion, and I was—I still literally had brain damage. Well, you've always had some form of brain damage. What's funny is I actually hit my head earlier this week. <laughs> oh, great! So every every hundred episodes, you <laughs> should probably start thinking about wearing a helmet around like episode three ninety seven. Apparently, yeah. But yeah, episode two hundred is one of the worst, just because I was literally like, oh, and we've had some real winter episodes, loopy out of my mind. But let's talk about the news this week. I know you said that you don't, you were not a viewer and probably won't be a future viewer, but hey, Bender Gate is over. John DiMaggio, yes. one of the best voice actors of all time. I mean, he, he does some live action stuff, but Bender is coming back to Futurama. Good news, everyone. Excellent news. That's a reference to the show. Uh, bite my shiny metal ass, whatever. John, oh, yeah. John DiMaggio is back. I don't know how you miss Futurama. It was so good. I, I just did. What was happening in 1999 that was so pressing that you weren't watching Futurama? I didn't have Fox. Of course you did. That's one of the basic channels. I didn't really watch Fox. I didn't have cable. I'll start questioning you about 1999 Simpsons episodes. I swear to God. I I mean, I've watched Simpsons episodes in syndication and in like review. <sighs> Don't appreciate this. What? I haven't, just because I haven't seen every episode of The Simpsons. To be fair, I kind of got kicked off the last couple of years. One of my favorite comedians of all time did a two-parter. Yeah? Pete Holmes. Okay, you like you are a big Pete Holmes guy. I love Pete Holmes. He did two episodes of The Simpsons. They were so offensively terrible, and I watched The Simpsons for 30 consecutive years. When Pete Holmes did two episodes, I was like, fuck, this was bad. I, I just, I haven't wow. returned since. Wow. That's right, Pete. You fucking killed it. Wow. I don't need to hear your thoughts on religion again. I don't think Pete listens to the show. 
He's probably you're just yelling into the ether. You're Abe Simpsoning this. No, well, maybe he can fuck himself. What? Okay, now that he's I, definitely gonna be. It's gonna be the one episode he listens to. He's like, oh, 300th episode of this show sounds good. We gotta. They're gonna have a major director on in their 301st I, episode. I do like Pete Holmes though, but like his episodes of The Simpsons, it's they just it was like a handbrake. Just like, oh my god, this is right. rough. Well, Ugh. can't all be winners. Could be a Mad Max prequel. We know about this for a while. Furiosa, starring Anna Taylor Joy in the Charlie Theron role. Okay, but now we know that Chris Hemsworth will be the villain. Ah, uh, just Australians getting evil. I like it. Going against type. Although he was the villain in. Oh my god! I need to get, get me phone. Bad times of the El Royale or something. I'm not looking it up. I'm oh yeah, up. yeah, yeah. He was the villain of that, and also that movie was directed by Drew Goddard. And here's a weird thing: Drew Goddard has directed two movies, and they've all both involved scenes of people either doing it or talking about making out with wolves. Ow! What is up with that, Drew Goddard? What's the with the weird wolf makeout thing you got going on? I have no idea. Whatever. Yeah, I'll take Hemsworth going against type, but also. I mean, Mad Max Fury Road. There's also a new book that just came out about that movie I'm going to buy and read the shit out of. Oh, okay. I love Mad Max Fury Road. You've seen it. Because I know you I, were, made, yes. I made you watch it. I said, this is the coolest shit ever. And you watched it. I did. Yeah, I whatever. Like, this is awesome. I'll take Chris Hemsworth in that. It's a win. I really do think like Mad Max Fury Road, I think that's like a top 10 movie for me. It's that good. Wow. It's so good. You've seen it. Top 10. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really. I have to go back and think about my top ten. You, know, you can, you know, take it as far as you will. But for me, I, I do think that might be like a top ten movie for me. And do you like the I black and white it. better? It's it, um not a hundred percent. Certain shots, yes. But in general, you like you'd rather the the full color. No, it's not that. It's just some stuff works better in one version. Some stuff works better mm. in the other. There you go. I do not take a. I don't have a strong stance on. The black and white versus the color version. Both versions have superior shots of certain aspects. Okay. You know, it, it'd probably be easier if I had a solid one, but I don't. They, they both work. Morbius had a trailer this week, but we're not going to talk about it because, nope, I don't care. All right. Yeah. I don't disagree. It's Jared Leto doing... <laughs> Just strike your phone out of your hands. For the 300th time. <laughs> My favorite bit on the show that no one sees but me where i just hit your phone out of your head we're talking about the morbius trailer and i'm just indicating how much i care yeah michael keaton seems weird in it i don't care i'm not gonna watch i'm i'll probably watch it when it comes out to Redbox, but i surely don't care enough to watch it for this show or to give it any real time speaking of keaton i know i've asked you before but have you still not seen the founder yet no the mcdonald's one that was good i'd like to see that movie that yeah i think that um it definitely you know Piqued my interest, at least. Mm, it does make me want McDonald's french fries every time I see something about it. Uh, I don't get... I almost never get fast food. Like I would say the number of times I get fast food a year is once to twice. Okay. But I feel like I like Burger King fries more. But again, like this is off of a scale of I get it maybe once to twice a year. I think Wendy's fries are probably my favorite. But McDonald's fries even, are not bad. I don't even know if I've had Wendy's fries. What? You dip them in the Frosty. No, I don't think I would do that. That doesn't sound Do it appealing. once. It'll change your life. I've had a Frosty. I like a Frosty. Frosties are good. I don't know if I've had a Wendy's I've also fry. dipped chicken nuggets in Frosty before. The fuck is wrong with <laughs> that? sounds terrible. It's actually not bad. Gross. Um, no, I have not done that. Like, if you were to, like, tell me the other time, like, oh, I have some chicken nuggets and a chocolate milkshake, dip them in, and be like, what the hell? But there's just something about the Wendy's chicken nugget and a Frosty. It's like, okay. No. Ooh, no, thank you. Dippity dip. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're not talking about the Morbius trailer because um, I don't care about that movie and it looks bad. Okay, there you go. Indiana Jones Five is wrapped. Wow, that was quick. What? No, it's the opposite. It took like that was forever. sarcasm. <laughs> that movie took forever to finish. Uh, well, it's wrapped. That means they've got to now edit it and post production. Do it's, we have a date for that yet? Uh, there is a date. I don't remember what it okay, is. Okay, well. It's hard to imagine Indiana Jones 5. Like, I know they've been filming it. I know that there were like hardships and whatnot, but sure, this is a movie, right? Yeah, it's going to be a movie. I hope it's going to be. I like James Mangold. He did Logan. Uh, ah, I struck your phone again, but you held on to it. I am swift. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any faith in this? I I, I, have, I do. I, I like James Mangold. I like Harrison Ford. I like Indiana Jones. 
I mean, it, it, there's stuff there that did, I like. On- it did. It did end on the right note, though, with the last one with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It ended on the right note. No, it didn't. And I'm not like I don't what even hate it. I don't even hate that movie. He got married to Marion, and then there was like the oh, are we gonna get Shia LaBeouf as the new Indiana Jones? Nope. He just walks off into the sunset. The third one was the perfect ending. I love them going oh, yeah. off into oh, the yes. sunset on the yeah. horses. Like that's awesome. I don't even hate Crystal Skull. Like you've fucking dragged me down saying that I don't hate that movie. <laughs> it's better than Temple of Doom. Yes. Andy. The the, cr- the correct order is Raiders. Crusade, Skull, Doom. Yeah, I think overall, but I mean, if you ask me on a different day, I could flip the top two. What? Oh, I mean, I do love I, no, Last Crusade. I, no, I do not think that Raiders is significantly better than the Last Crusade. I think they are basically equal. I think maybe Crusade has some lower lows, but also might have some higher highs. Like tricking the seagulls into the plane is goddamn silly. Yes. No, it's Raiders. But some of the stuff with like them being like tied up together, yeah, whatever. Raiders, or the it, fact that it, it they both pro- sleep with the same woman. That's not what I'm talking about. Just like the two di- ships passing in the night. Mm, hated that. All right, <sighs> let's talk uh, more movies. Beetlejuice might be getting a sequel. What with Keaton? Unclear. Not confirmed. Ah, that's a good movie. But yeah, apparently that is moving forward. There was originally going to be a sequel to Beetlejuice called Beetlejuice Goes Hawaii that never happened. That's probably a good thing. No, I think that sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm so sad that didn't happen. Do you know that Michael Keaton picked out his own wardrobe for Beetlejuice? No, I guess He not. did, yes. I wish I'd seen that show on Broadway. I think it's been shit-canned for like a little while now, mm-hmm. but I wish I had seen the Beetlejuice show on Broadway. Neither here nor there, I suppose. No, but... no. Yeah, it's one of those things. If you don't get the cast back, what's the point? Yeah, you need Gina Davis... Alec Baldwin's kind of in a he's in a weird spot right now. Thanks. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. It's not like Keaton and like like Gina Davis. Oh, what's her face? Who played um? Who played the girl? Was it Winona Ryder? It was Winona Ryder. You're right. And I mean, do you have to get Tim Burton for this? I don't know. I feel like it's something depends that... on what you're shooting for, I guess. Well, remember what happened when we didn't get Tim Burton for Batman? Oh, well, also remember we got Tim Burton for Batman Returns. It's bad. Uh, okay. Well, they all can't be winners. We'll see. All right. Some comics news. Let's do a couple comic stories. All right. About two months ago, Batman got a new creative team. Yeah, we talked about this on the show. On the main title. Well, like two months later, they're out. Get them out of here. That didn't take long at all. Yeah, that's very rare. Like for the last, for the Batman title, because there's, you know, there's often like maybe three or four or five Batman titles running at the same time. But basically since the 30s, there's been two Batman titles, Detective Comics and Batman. And Batman at some point took over Detective as kind of like the primary one, which I think just comes down to his names in the title. Just Batman. And that's not well versus Detective. Yes. I mean, I remember working in the store and like kids would come in. They're like, Detective Comics? Like, Batman's not a detective. I'm like, you dumb fucks. You dumb nine-year-old fucks. You don't know what you're talking about. No, I don't. But Batman, for a good long while, has been like, you know, you basically did like a five to six year run on Batman. And then this last, uh, the last two creative teams have been uh, well shy of that. One of them being like a year, one of them being a couple of months. But it, the Batman title is going to be replaced by Chip Zdarsky and Jorge Jimenez, who are uh, kind of wonderful. Like Chip Zdarsky has kind of funnily become one of my favorite comic writers because he was a very, ha, got your phone again. Damn. He did like Sex Criminals and Howard the Duck. It was like, I just do funny haha books. But then, like, he did stuff like Daredevil and Marvel 2 and 1. And he's kind of proven himself to be like, I can, I can do the haha funny books, but I could also do like the best shit out there. So, getting him on Batman, I'm like, yeah, I think he's one of the best guys out there right now. So, absolutely, like, tap him. And Jorge Menez is a fucking fantastic artist. So and guess how that worked? I don't know how did that work. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's gone very well, has it? Well, no, they're taking over the book. Oh, they're taking it back. Nope, for the first time ever. Oh, really? Thanks for listening. Oh. Episode 300. <laughs> but I'm totally about those guys taking over the book. Like, that's a wonderful creative team. Uh, one more bit of comics news. Mm-hmm. In the world of Ninja Turtles, which I am admittedly behind on the current book by, I don't know how many issues at this point, to be honest. But I keep buying them. Because you just can't quit it. Well, I buy them. <sighs> The Ninja Turtles books are what, like, in 
collection edition like for graphic novels because i don't really buy floppies anymore since the store closed yeah but i am all about like i'll buy a graphic novel ninja turtles does this wonderful thing where they release these hard covers because they they'll have like three or four books run at a time and they'll put them out chronologically mm. in, in their hard covers and it's fucking awesome i fully support their method of doing that okay so i'm a few hard covers behind at this point but i don't know if you remember this do you remember the show uh ninja turtles the next mutation from the 90s vaguely yes it was a live action show this is the one where you can see their socks there might have been socks i don't remember i haven't seen it since the 90s and i i even bought the fucking dvd and i just never bought it okay but it said basically oh they weren't really brothers because they introduced a fifth turtle who oh, had that's she had boobs yes yeah she had she had turtle boobs and instead of didn't, like, and they crossed over with the power rangers they did oh we watched that didn't we i think i think maybe maybe a couple of years ago we did that yeah but it was Venus de Milo, and uh, it basically established that the turtles weren't brothers, so they could all try and uh, essentially fuck her. Well, the turtles could still be brothers. She could just be a separate. I don't know. They, that's what they did. It was weird. But that character is coming back in the IDW comics, like th- something deeply reviled from the mid to late 90s that oh, no. everyone wants to ignore. She's well, coming back, baby. Uh-oh. Not good. I don't know. Th- uh, that comic has done a very good job of reintroducing old concepts and trying to put new life in them. But I feel like that's the bottom of the barrel. Like, hey, remember when we had a turtle with boobs? Or maybe they're like, if we can do this, we can do anything. Yeah, they're power hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Venus de Milo is coming back. Her bandana was just a hair braid. But she didn't have hair. It was a hair braid and she had boobs. And they weren't brothers anymore, so they could try and do her. Well, you know. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. That's all you can I mean, do. The, the, nowhere to go but up. Seriously. And finally, AMC will be changing some theater prices. I'm guessing they're not going down. Well, what they're going to try and do, and they've said that this has been their European model for a little while. I have no idea how long that is. Okay. But if you want to see the Batman for an AMC theater, that's going to cost you an extra dollar including if like you're a child or an elderly or whatever the an fuck. elderly yeah you could say elderly not an elderly like so but as yeah. you're saying so like certain movies are gonna have a premium price is that what you're probably yes that's here? what amc is doing Ten pole movies will be more expensive wow okay well for me i mean i already because movies are pricey enough as they are i only go to like big visual spectacle movies not even all of them like jurassic world is going to come out in a couple months i'm not going to see that in theaters i'll wait even though you love dinosaurs and you love love jurassic park i love one jurassic park that's fair enough (laughs) but like for everything else that comes out i just wait and i rent it or it goes to stream or whatever the hell and the idea of like if you're going to even be increasing my premium to go see like a batman batman i'm not going to go see anything else like it's I feel like it's it's for me personally as a consumer, it's subtracting more. Like, oh well, now I'm not going to go see like a for a recent example of something I want to see, like a West Side Story. If I have to pay more to see one thing, I'm it kills my interest in seeing something lesser or not. So not, not lesser. Is the allow, right word. allow me to retort, if I might. So you were you know you spent time outside New York City. You've been to multiple Broadway shows. Are all ticket prices the same for all Broadway shows? That's not the same. How is it not the same? Because it costs a different amount of money to put on a certain Broadway show versus what it does to project a screen. There's no difference in price for showing... Don't they have to pay to be able to display the movie? Yeah, but it doesn't cost any more or less to project. If you're at a Broadway show, those productions will cost different prices. You buy lunch meat at the supermarket, do you not? I do love a roast beef. Okay, so... You have options for roast beef. You I don't can know why you're the... fighting me on this. I'm not. I'm just. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I literally just laid it out for you. Like different shows cost different amounts to produce. Supply and demand. But if you're just projecting a thing, if you're just putting light on a screen, that is not a price difference. I think it. They have to do. I think maybe that's not the right way to come combat the streaming revelation revolution. I think it hurts it. it. It probably does, and it probably. I don't know. I think. You know, people might be less likely to go to the movie now and be like, well, it's a dollar more. I can just wait for it for streaming. It's not about Batman being a dollar more. It's going like, oh, well, if I'm paying extra for this, I have less interest in paying for or less, the, the or lower less money to pay for something else. 
Yeah, I think it's bullshit. I think it's going to hurt movies that aren't tentpole movies because, you know, you're going to spend your hard-earned dollars on the stuff that mm, money are going to be bigger. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a fuck up. All right. Well, that's the news. We're going to move on from there to this week in video game history. All right. Superhero landing coming up. This week in video game history. This one was a hard one to come up with. <laughs> There is very little this week. Okay. But we got a couple. All right. This week in video game history. 1996. Look, we've talked about this before. Should we announce things when they come out in Japan versus coming out in the US? I've mostly switched to just doing US releases, but this one... Is a big one? I, I let a Japan release. What year was this again? Sneak its way in. 1996. 96? You'll know what this is. I will? Even though I will say it as the Japan release. Pocket Monsters Green and Red came out on the oh, Super would be, Game Boy. This would be Pokemon. Yeah, what well, would become Blue and Red in the US yeah. later on. Yeah, Pokemon. One of the biggest franchises of all time. Yes, somebody hid Pokemon cards all around my classroom this week. I just showed up and they were there. They were like cheap ones. I was like, oh, are there any good ones? Nope. Well, in 1995, no one ever played this game. That's kind of why I'm pointing it out. Okay. Knuckles Chaotic came out on the Sega 32X. How many people did you know had a 32X? The X just makes it Xier. Did you know a single person with a 32X? I didn't even remember that the 32X existed. There was the Sega CD. There was the Sega 32X. There were peripherals on the Genesis. Well, the Genesis was 16-bit, right? Yeah, 32X. Um, it was like Super Genesis. It was a lie. Did you know anyone with it? I didn't know a single person nope, with it. I did it. not. No. Neither did I. Knuckles chaotic. Nothing happened because no one The majority of my out. friends were Nintendo guys and not uh, Sega people. 1998. Mm-hmm. Yoshi's Story came out on the Nintendo 64. Oh, wow. It's a good game. Good for Yoshi. Glad he got a story. Yoshi. Yoshi's Story was on the end. Mm, Super Nintendo. But you just said 64. Yoshi's Story. God damn it. I'm mixing up my Yoshi games. You might be. Whatever. It was a good enough game. Good enough. I apologize. Good enough that you don't remember what system it was on. There's a lot out there, man. <laughs> I know. 2000. Speaking of po- Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon Stadium came out on the N64. That you could plug in your Game Boy games, your... Yeah. Reds, your blues, your yellows, and you got to play it in 3D on the Pokemon Stadium. And couldn't you, like, fight your friends and take their Pokemon? I think so. I never played it, to be uh-huh. honest. But I was always interested by it, because I had Pokemon Yellow. Gotta catch them all. Except for fucking Magmar, because really wouldn't trade me his Magmar for one second so I could get all 151. That son of a bitch. Wow. I don't think he listens to the show either. Wow. If anyone wants to point him to the show, you suck. <laughs> wow. You're very surly tonight. I had 150 out of 151 pokemon and he wouldn't trade me his magmar for one goddamn second to complete my pokedex but do you really have the completed pokedex if you just hold on to it and then give it back yeah it would have counted all right fair 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 fucking sucks why are you getting so angry about whatever this? pokemon stadium sold over um also a real name and a real situation <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't i didn't doubt it i was like you're creative but i don't think you're creative enough to come up with that kind of a story on your own he sucked. God, he sucked. What if he's like really rich and famous now? He's not. Okay. <laughs> well then, there it is. Just give me the fucking Magmar. What if he what if he found you and gave you the Magmar now? I'd flip him off. What if I found a Magmar and gave it to you? Would you then consider that you had completed that Pokedex? No. Because that was the one. I had 150 out of 151. But if I gave you a Magmar, you will have possessed all 151 at some point. No, it doesn't count. But you were just saying it would count. I feel that like you hold Whatever. it. Pokemon Stadium sold over 1 million copies before the end of the year. Isn't that crazy? It is. Then in 2002, uh, here's a thing that PlayStation definitely started to do to fight the uh, used game market of like a GameStop and an EV games. Oh, what would that be? Oh, would that be the they stopped making games backwards compatible? No, uh, releasing greatest hits. Ah. So if games sold over... Um, they were eight month, at least eight months old and sold over 400,000 400, copies. They could be released as a greatest hit with a red label for $25 a piece. Well, I mean, I bought a lot of greatest hits versions of games. Yeah, because it, it was very much an avoidance of yeah. the used game market, 100%. But that's it for uh, this week in video game history. So from... From PlayStation's greatest hits to there will be no hits in Major League Baseball parks. <laughs> sure. I'll take it. It's time for Jared's Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared's Sports Report. 
Can I start you with a collectible story in sports? Sure. Have you heard this story? Oh, there are a lot of stories about collectibles, so. The Jordan one. No. Okay. So there was a guy. Okay. Back in 1984. Yes. He bought two tickets to a Bulls game. Okay. The Bulls season opener in 1984. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a new player starting that day. There may have been, yes. Yeah. He couldn't get anywhere to go with him. Not a friend, not a girlfriend, not at anyone. Why do I feel like this, you know, sounds like me? <laughs> a sad loser. No, because he had tickets to Jordan's first game. Well, he didn't, I mean, I mean, Jordan had stuff coming out of college or whatnot, but an unused ticket to Jordan's rookie game sold this week at auction. Would you like to take a guess at how much this unused ticket, ticket that didn't make it to the arena, ticket that didn't fucking do anything, ticket that Jordan didn't sign, just an unused ticket ticket that wasn't even the building with him? No. It's got to be- unused ticket. Seven figures? Okay, less, but- (laughs) Uh, six hundred fifty thousand. I, I I appreciate that you swung for the fences, but there was an unused Jordan rookie game ticket that sold this week at auction for four hundred and sixty eight thousand dollars. Wow! Why the ticket do didn't do anything? It didn't make it to the game. It has nothing to do with nothing. That's incredible, though. That's four hundred and sixty eight thousand. It's just been sitting in like a guy's like binder for forty years. And he's just like, okay, bye bye. And now he's got half a million dollars. Yeah, that's incredible. That's awful. That that collectible does nothing. If you're to say like, oh, it was Jordan's jersey. Oh, it was Jordan's shoes. Oh, it was Jordan's jock strap. Like that's something. At least those were involved with the game. This is an unused. <laughs> this touched his nuts. Yeah. This this ticket does nothing. This has this has Jordan's ball sweat on it. That sweat's got to be worth more than a ticket that did nothing. It's got to be, right? Isn't that crazy? $468,000. Yeah, that's a lot. I feel like you're less offended with this than I am. I just, sports memorabilia goes for stupid amounts of money. Like, I just saw something about the touchdown ball that Gronk threw, that Brady threw to Gronk went for like a million bucks or something like that. Yeah, unused ticket. Yeah, all right. Fucking wild. Well, speaking of unused tickets, Major League Baseball has canceled the first two series of the regular season because them and the Players Association could not come to an agreement on the collective bargaining agreement. So everything's pushed back at least for two weeks now. I most uh, I started listening to a book today. I'm about four hours into it that you would love, I think. What's it called? Called Faithful. Oh, uh, it's Stephen King, Stuart Ornan. Yeah. I you, read it. Oh, have you read yeah. it? It's a fantastic book. I'm about a quarter of the way into it. Oh, it's just the correspondence between the two of them and the. So, oh, okay. So I'll, I'll quickly backtrack. This is uh, Stephen King and this other dude, Stuart Hernan, decided to uh, kind of write a memoir of following the Boston Red Sox, and they just happened to pick the year two thousand four. Oh, it's unbelievable! Just doing it's journals great and book. emails. Great book. Like King is hilarious in this. Yeah, just what a year to pick, though. Oh yeah, it's wild. So yes. I, I'm about a quarter of the way through it. Also, the fact that the same year that they made the movie Fever Pitch and they happened to win the game and they're filming. Fever Pitch is a shitty fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, just. Okay, so you've read. Yes, I've um, read it. Yeah. Whatever. What? Yeah, I, you're right. I should be surprised that you read a book. Yes, you should be. <laughs> but here we are. But yeah, I'm about a quarter of the way through it. Oh, I read like, that. It's very enjoyable. I read that book like almost 20 years ago. And it's just very funny. What? No, it's very good. The cover is Veritech punching A Rod. I can give you the hardback if you want it. No, I'm listening to it. Is it with Stephen King and Stuart Ornan actually? No. No. But they got like two different voice actors to read the parts? Yes, it makes it easy. Yeah, I would say. Oh, very cool. Does the guy try and do a Stephen King impersonation? I'm going to scare the hell out of you. I mean, he also wrote a book, The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon. Tom Gordon was a Red Sox pitcher. I read that book. I remember Tom Gordon. I think I, think I gifted that book to like my mother-in-law, oh. who's like a big... Red Sox fan. That team also had Bronson Arroyo on it, who made, they after they won the World Series, he made an album. Could tell you. Whatever, that was, the same, that was the same team that highlighted that Johnny Damon was in the clubhouse doing naked pull-ups before games. He's just walking around the corner, he's doing pull-ups, buck-ass naked. Could do it, though. All right, what else is happening in sports? Uh, NFL. A book that I'm reading that's like 15 years old. The NFL Combine is happening this weekend, so all the prospective players for the draft are meeting in Indianapolis to go through all their skill and agility tests and be seen. That's a favorite weekend of a lot of uh, NFL fans to watch people run 40-yard dashes and lift 225 pounds in the bench press and so on and so forth. So you have the combine going on in the NFL. The NHL, they're they're hockeying, but uh, 
really interesting dynamic now um, with everything going on in Russia. Some, you know, people are figuring out how do they treat Russian players. Um, Alexander Ovechkin uh, has lost some endorsement deals. I love how much you say um in this. I'm trying to remember it later. You're welcome. Uh, 300 ums is my goal tonight for the 300th show. So you've got uh, that going on in the world stage. Mm. The oh. Russian Federation has been banned from international competition for the World Cup, so there'll be no Russian soccer team. Trying to think of what Oh, else. I like how you tried to correct yourself there. What? You were going to say, um, and then you went, I'm trying to think. Yes. Uh, I'll let me uh, ponder. So you've got the differences there. The Olympics finished. Nobody really noticed or cared. That was a thing. It happened. It was constant in this household, sir. Yes, it was. Every time I came over during the Olympics, it was on. And while there might be no Major League Baseball, the minor leagues are not affected, so the Sea Dogs will start on time. So your nine-inning vacation in Portland, that'll continue to happen on time and on schedule. So you've got that going for you. And finally, you've got the uh, Boston Celtics who have turned it around. 538 projects them as... Championship favorites. I said this two weeks ago on five the show. Thir- I don't believe this personally, but I'll take 530. No, but like, I, I told you on the show. They have a 70% chance of winning. I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? 17% chance isn't great. It's better than they had at the beginning of the season, I'll tell you that. Hmm. But it looks like Brad Stevens has pulled the right strings and pushed the right buttons. Well, in the- see, I, don't think, I, I truly don't believe this is a championship team. Uh, there is some downside of Jalen Brown got an ankle injury last night. Uh, which we'll see how bad that is. Um, for the majority of you listening today, he is officially out of the Memphis game, which is too bad because like Job ja Morant has been just putting on like a clinic and just hilarious showing of everything. Whatever, we'll see. I mean, there's there's 20 games less than, left in the season. Yes, but it's been good. I mean, they're they're one of the better defensive teams. They've definitely kind of rallied. It's it's mostly positive. It's heartwarming. So. They've turned it around. I was double checking something. It's, I tried to strike your phone again. No, and you, you dodged. I have the kung fu. I use the force. <laughs> My Jared Tingle. You're... All right. So from sports, we're going to talk about uh, for a three hundredth episode. We're going to talk about three hundred in Jared's reading quarter for the three hundredth time. It's Jared's reading corner. I don't think we've done 300 Jared's Reading Corners. Whatever. 300 episodes. It's, we're doing 300. Yes. This is also going to be the 300th time you did not share the mailbag with me in advance. I did this on purpose. You always say you do it on purpose. We'll see when we get there. We'll All right. see when we get there. All right. Anyway, Frank Miller's 300. With ex-wife Lynn Varney. Mm. Five issues. Every time that you open up a page, it's a double page splash. It's true. I'll give you um, a little inside baseball for the store. Okay. Thank you. It's literally no for all you glycon worshipers out there there's gonna be a book coming out with some alan moore stuff in october that i'm oh sorry i got alan moore and frank miller confused frank miller did the um, sorry frank miller um frank miller the author of this book is one of the like top five comics creators of all time up until basically this book and then he kind of went insane afterwards but i cannot cannot to know the work he's done before was like Daredevil or Batman. He did the Dark Knight run, right? Yeah. He basically did DC's best book of all time, and he basically did Marvel's best book of all time. Like Frank Miller is an incredible, incredible talent, but that doesn't say that like everything he does is great. And basically, uh, okay. I think if 300 is kind of like the delineation point of like, we're doing great shit to uh, we're just full blown batshit crazy, I have. This is just a theory. This is, I am not saying this is a fact. I feel like drugs might have entered into his world at a certain point and made his shit bat shit crazy. That's, I am not claiming that to be any kind of truth. It's just a personal assumption. Okay. I think cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> I don't know if Frank Miller has ever touched cocaine. I am not going to insinuate that he has. I just really want to cover my bases legally. That's, yeah, you can't. You can't say that's um, that's slander. I don't know anything for anything. It's I just have assumptions of drug consumption. Okay, and moving on. Basically, I think it, like three hundred is kind of like the line of like uh, we're insane. So that's right. Yeah, Frank Miller did Dark Knight. Alan Moore did Killing Joke. Yes, there you go. I very true. Racking my brain, and very I remember. Uh, but Frank Miller I, is one of like 
the top five greatest comic creators of all time. No, no question. No, nothing. There's no qualifier. They're one of like the top five best. It's like Stan, Jack, Frank Miller. I don't know. Fill into other people. Yeah. He really is that good. And I feel like 300 is the last great thing he ever did. If you have not read the comics, if you've just seen the movie, which was huge in 2007. Massive. Uh, every page was done as a double page splash. If you get it as the graphic novel that we're reading from, like we're reading from the hardcover, it's even a more of a panoramic view. But here's the thing that I did when I was at the store. When I started the store, you know, you got your inventory. So I just dumped a bunch of graphic novels that I had and presented them as new and just charged them for full price. Oh, wow. It's like weird how that graphic novel from 2000, that X-Men thing from 2009 that's been out of print for a while is somehow $40 new. I did this with um, 300 It was there for five years. No one bought the fucking thing. And it sits right here. <laughs> so I bought this in 2005, tried to sell it in the store, and it's still the same copy. Couldn't get rid of this goddamn thing. Oh. <laughs> Maybe if you weren't lying to people about its condition. Yeah, fuck them. You could say that now that you don't have to worry about them coming in the door and putting bread on your table. Yeah, that's the thing I did. And people bought those things? Most of them, not this one. Okay, well. I yeah. couldn't get rid of the goddamn thing. Well, now, but now it's a collector's item. That was there for five years. It was waiting for this night for us to read it for. Stop hitting it. Nobody's bought it anyway. <laughs> no one did buy it. I couldn't, get, I couldn't sell it. Anyway, so we've got what, 300 What was the price on it? I couldn't sell this for $30 US. No one bought it. No one ever haggled with you on it? No, it was there for five years. Wow. And now it still have it. What year is this? 2022? Yes, it is. I, I still have it like 15 years later. I mean, someday it might be worth something. Yeah, no one bought it. Anyway. You know, that's the thing I did at the store. Okay. Now to the actual 300 itself. 300. Takes place in Sparta and Greece. Talks about the Battle of Thermopylae. Thermopylae. Yeah, yeah, apparently Frank Miller watched a movie that was like in the 40s, like the 300 Spartans, and he gained some influence from that as a kid. True. To write this book. Overall. King Leonidas. We're we're focusing on the book more than we are the movie. I did uh, rewatch some of the movie. There are. I fell asleep about an hour away into it and didn't return. Oh, well, there you go. There are scenes in the book that are almost shot for shot in the movie. 100%. Which, I mean, that's one of the things I was struck by is with the movie, how much it really did draw on the source material of the book. Something the book has uh, less than the movie does is there are very few characters in this book. Yes. It's Leonidas and basically the soldiers and the cripple who tries to off himself. Yes. Something the movie does much better. And also, we're talking about the movie. We're just talking about the movie 300. Yes, there was a sequel movie. Uh, that's really bad, and there was a prequel comic that is also not great. Compared to like, the movie to the book, it focuses much more on the Lena Headey character of the Queen. Yes. She's very like she's kind of there in the beginning, and he's like, I love you, my queen, but she really has nothing to do. No. In the sequel movie, she has a lot more to do, but here it's kind of whatever. She's in the comic mildly there, as so many characters are. Yeah. She exists. And one of the things, like um, I, like I said, I started watching the movie again. I haven't seen it in a while, and I didn't finish it. I'm not going to pretend I did. But I'm watching it with my wife. She's like, why are there so many boobs in this? I'm like, well, there's really no boobs in the comic. It's true. Like, But there's a bunch of dicks. So she goes, okay, so the movie is more toxic than the comic. I'm like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't help you with that one. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. More boobs than dicks versus the comic, which is more dicks than boobs. It's true. Very, very true. The dick to boob ratio is not equal. No, it's not. But I think you I think that dicks are not like in American culture and American movies are just they're uncouth. I mean they're kinda ugly. Yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> not no it's just not pretty things. No, no, they're not really. Yeah, that's unpleasant to see. Yeah. One thing uh, when I was rereading this book, I was like, huh. This is kind of strangely overwritten. Like, it's almost treated like, um, I feel like a Sin City, like a noir. Like, it's very, like, very purple prose, like, very overwritten. Yeah, there's a, there's sometimes there's more tell than show. Sometimes it just needs to be show, not tell. And there's a lot of tell in parts of this. I don't know. That was just kind of a take of mine. I think it is very interesting how um, the emphasis on the comic, while the film adaptation is a 
fair like it's like 90 percent there is it like oh yeah there's a lot of lines directly taken from the book and but i i think the emphasis on the lines is funny like the movie will focus very much on certain lines like this is sparta it's like a throwaway line in this yeah this is like this is yeah, it's Sparta, I guess. Whatever. It's Sparta. The uh, tonight we dine, uh, ready yeah. your breakfast and eat hearty. Tonight we dine in hell. Yeah, it's just kind we'll of we'll fight like, in the shade. Yeah, the movie emphasizes lines in a very big, different way than yes. the comic does, which I which I find uh, very interesting. No, I love the art in it. The art is really good. Yeah, I mean, Frank Miller is, you know, like I said, he is truly one of the best. I don't think like if we're say like like he's not batting a thousand for his career, but. But it was it, it's an interesting take on a real historical event. Like this is something that really happened, and I wouldn't count this as a historical um, no retelling. But. Absolutely not. But I think it has enough to spark some interest. I mean, in the back, there's recommended reading about it. So if people want to learn more about the Spartans and the three hundred, and they could do that. Well, something I think is funny: ver- the movie versus the book is the book is very. And it doesn't really differentiate from it. Like, hey, like our strength is that we are together. Like, we kind of form a shell and we poke a thing and yes. we move forward. But the movie is all like spinny, spinny fun times. Oh, yeah. Like, look at all the blood we can spill. Yeah. Slice. Look at us slowing up and down the slow motion. And we're going to just spin, spin, spin for fun. And we're never going to stop spinning. And we're going to spin, now- spin, spin till our daddy takes a T-bird away. No. I could have. I probably should have gone with you'll spin me right round, baby, right round, like a record baby. But I didn't. If you've seen the movie, and I assume you have, because it fucking blew up in a big bad it way. It did. I think the comic is worth reading. I think the comic is uh, probably better. I like kind of the tightness around it. It is a quick read as well. Yeah, because everything, every page was presented as a double splash page, and that's how it rolled, and that's what it did, and. Maybe a cripple is going to try and kill himself at one point, and then he's going to, you know, get laid. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. I don't know. I think this is strong. I, I truly do. Like, I think this is kind of like, for me personally, like the Nalatian point. The line of marca- demarcation? Yeah. There well, you go. Let's try that again. The line of demarcation for Frank Miller being like a solid creative to being... Interesting choices. <laughs> yes, an interesting fellow. But I think it's good, and I think it stands up, and I think for, you know, 300, and I, you know, the movie is pretty good, too. Like, it's not perfect. It It's a pretty faithful adaptation. Yeah. Would you put it up there in, like, the overall, when it comes to the, like, at, like a comic book adaptation of a movie, or, sorry, a movie adaptation of a comic book, would you say it's one of the most, more accurate ones? I wouldn't say most, but more accurate, or more faithful ones? Uh... On the spot, um, I would, yeah, I, yeah, I'd probably say. Like, that. if someone who's seen the movie and then opens the book, would they would they be under the impression that the book came out after the movie if they were not knowledgeable? Uh, yeah, I'd, pro- I'd put it in top ten probably for Adam. Like, just like if somebody, if you were to like have somebody watch the movie okay. and then read well, the book and let, not understand that the book came before the movie. Let let me put a different word on there versus adaptation. I will say translation is top ten. Okay adaptation i would not uh, might make the low end of that but i will say for translation top, yeah. top 10 definitely okay but i like it yeah. i do I really like i enjoyed it. it it was fun it was an easy read it was a quick read no one bought this goddamn thing in the store well i'm sorry I'm, I'm upset about that too it's for sale now as part of our 300th anniversary for 30 dollars us no that was the 2005 price now you can get it for 60 inflation <laughs> Wow, it's hitting everything, including your books. That's why I went out of business. Uh, well, you went out of business before COVID and inflation really took off. All right, we're going to move on from there to letters to the editors. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always dead. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. If you want to ask us your own questions, and I recommend you do, especially for next week, for our 301st episode, which is really... It's going to be that, something. That sucker's going to be a banger. I am so excited for next week. It's going to be so... I hope it doesn't fall through. We're doing that on Tuesday night, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you sent me the date. I'll I'll do my troubleshooting ahead of time to make sure that it, like everything's yeah, going to work. Yeah, 5.30 on the 8th. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I really am looking forward to that. Yes. I got... Boy, I got questions in, in a positive way. 
It's going to be a good show. I hope so. And then we got Picard. Then we got Batman. If you want to ask us your own questions, though, and we like to do these on kind of like big anniversary shows. And I think next next week is really the big, big one. It's not going to be 300. It's going to be 301. That's the... Yeah, everyone's like, oh, 300. That's a g-. No, it's the start of the next 300. It's the creme de la creme next week. I am. Biggest show ever. It's going to be one of our biggest ones, yeah. definitely. Excellent. I mean, I can't... Tomorrow, I mean, I got to wake up at 445 to watch Picard. Then I got to go to work. Ugh. You don't have to wake up at 4.45 to watch Picard. I do. I might watch Picard during my prep period tomorrow. And then we're going to go to a buffet? Mm, we yes. talked about this an hour ago. Did, yeah, we did. A buffet. And then we're going to go watch Batman. Then I got to watch... Are we, got, are we thinking Lucky Garden Buffet? Yeah, I think so. That's... Wait, no, not Lucky Garden. The one... Um... Oh, the, the one that used to be a roller rink. Wherever the one in Augusta is. Oh, yeah, that's the one Yeah, the one that we've been to with Norm a bunch of times. Yeah, that one. That's the one that used to be, it used to be a Happy Wheels. Yeah. Next to the next to the DMV. And then um, I want to watch Celtics, Grizzlies. I got to remember to get my um, my Twizzlers. Goddamn. It's always the Twizzlers with you. <laughs> Whatever. I got, a, I got a big day tomorrow. All right. Anyway, let's get, let's chop chop. It's getting late. So episode 300 question with the Batman coming out. Could you rank all of the Batman movies? If you want to ask us your own questions, you can do that at editors.comics or gmail.com, by the way. Didn't know if I said that. No, but now you did. I don't, I gotta think of all the Batman movies. I got, I have my list written down, and I intentionally didn't tell you this. Because <sighs> you probably forgot. No, I didn't. You want to see if I can remember all the Batman movies? N- no. I wanted you to contrast and compare to what I wrote down. Well, it would have been easier if I wrote, if I wrote my own list down. I feel like that would be too complicated. You just, just react and see like where you stand. Oh, you're gonna give your list and be like, no, that was, uh, that's we're, way we're too go high the, or too low. We're gonna go from the bottom. Okay, okay, okay. I see what you're saying now. Okay, got it. So there are really 15 of these. All right. By the way, when I wrote this down, I did this as uh, stuff that was released in theaters. So the Killing Joke, you're out of here. Dark Knight Returns, you're out of here. Return of the Joker, you're out of here. Okay, okay, uh, we, I, we got it, we got it. We I got also it. subtracted uh, Suicide Squad because that was just a cameo for like two minutes. You're out of here. All right. So it really came down to 15. In 14 and 15, I'm kind of counting as one, which you haven't seen, and they're not good, so it doesn't really matter. Okay. Uh, the Batman serials. There were two of them. All right. I am fine with serials. Some of them are a lot of fun. We've done some serials. I love Golden on- Grams. That's my favorite cereal. Really? Golden Grams? Uh, I, eh, it's up there. Yeah, I might. I don't know. I got to think about my definitive favorite I really, cereals. Sorry, rankings. that really brought this to a grinding halt. Because <laughs> you said Golden Grams was your favorite. Golden Grams is a fantastic cereal. Uh, but there were two Batman cereals. We're going to call those at 14 and 15. They're fine. It, they've introduced elements, but they're as far as even cereals go, they're not that very good. So whatever. 14 and 15, I'm going to say the Batman cereals. Those were the first live action ones, and they're not great. Okay. Number 13, Batman and Robin. Wasn't a good movie. 1997's Batman and Robin. Wasn't a good movie. I don't know if I'd have it just above the serials, though. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a good movie. It's, I mean, between, like, <sighs> Clooney, I think, could be such a great Batman, but I feel like he was given a bad Batman movie, and I don't think he was ready to be a star yet. He's coming, like, right off of ER, or, like, he's in the middle of ER. Yeah. He's just not there yet, and it's just, it's a shitty movie. Yeah, no, I would agree. Bat credit card, poison ivy, the bat card. I never leave lips. the cave without it. You know, Mister Freeze, like I, Mister White Christmas, all that shit. Mm, like, Bat- yes. Batman and Robin. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Number twelve. You're gonna say Batman Forever, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm not there yet. Oh, okay. The theatrical release of Justice League. Yeah, that was kind of a dour Batman. That was like alcoholic Batman who's just like drinking before mm, fights. And- true. Ben Affleck is clearly like drunk and unhappy, and it's bad. And it's the whole like, do you bleed? Is like, I, I I think I'm bleeding all over. Blah. Yeah, something's definitely broken. Yeah. Okay. So you're not really disagreeing with me yet. No, not yet. So that was uh, twelve. Yep. Number eleven, Batman Forever, the one with Jim Carrey. I cannot sanction your buffoonery. Yes. I I don't know. I didn't. Hate I'm Batman. It. I'm Batman. What I will say for this movie is it's a terrible piece of shit, but but I don't think it ever lose. You're never bored watching it. No, for as bad as it is, it's never boring. No, it's never boring. If you, I think it tries too hard with the Art Deco style. You can rebuttal me on this one if you want. Okay, so we're, I was twelve. We're at eleven. Oh, no, I was eleven, right? 
Yep, we're at 10. Yep. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. I almost... Batman Forever is entertaining. Batman v Superman is... I think I, with the, I, I'm not about the Batman murder, but there's like the whole scene where like the warehouse scene where he just clears everyone out. Yes. Like that's awesome. Uh, that I think um, Jeremy Irons as Alfred is really good in that movie. I really enjoyed it. I don't think it's better than Batman. Or I think it's better than Batman Forever. Not by a lot, but I think it's better than Batman Forever. Yeah, I think so. Because I think it, it had potential for that Batman character, and it just kind of the bottom fell out. I feel like we're going to start having some arguments soon-ish. Okay. Number nine, Batman Returns. Not really a Batman movie, mostly about the villains. Mm. It's kind of gross. It's not great. I don't love it. I don't know if it... I think it should be a little higher than nine, but... You can argue me on these. I'm, I'm happy with an argument. Okay. Well, well, I'm, I'm going to sit on this one for a second. I so don't we feel put like you eight. have an argument. So that's number nine. Yeah. So, so, so number eight. Yeah. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. I would say that is better than Batman Returns. It's it's a little clunky, the whole idea of like, we're going to send every available clop it, cop into the city and blah, blah, blah. I feel like it was it really had the and weight. What the fuck is Matthew Modine doing in this movie for any scene? I don't know. But I feel like that, I feel like Dark Knight Rises had so much it was crushed under the weight of how great the dark knight was yeah we're gonna talk about that later oh you son of a bitch <laughs> yeah we'll see where that lands all right so okay. but dark knight, i mean even like they gotta punch him in the spine to fix it like it's so yeah silly. and in the pit like nobody else figured out how to get out of the pit okay so so far for, for this bottom almost half you don't you i'm don't, not i'm not outraged you're by not any disagreeing of, yeah, by yeah. Any of these. yeah all right so dark knight rises so one above that number seven Zack Snyder's Justice League. The face you just made was wild. <laughs> so the Snyder cut of Justice League. Yeah. Well, I, I chose it by its property. Okay, why why is that above Dark Knight Rises and Batman Returns? Maybe I'm cheating a little bit on this, but I think I was looking at it as a total product versus maybe a Batman product. Yeah, so I don't that's not really it's a that's an ensemble. That's like saying the best Iron Man movie is Endgame. Or Civil War. It's not really. I might agree with those things, though. Yeah, but it's <laughs> not really. To me it's that, it's not an that. Iron Man movie. It's not like it's not its own standalone. But I mean, Batman isn't quippy. He's more of a leader, and I, I don't know. I, I buy him more as Batman. And there's even like the end stuff of like him with like Martian Manhunter, and there's even the like the nightmare stuff with the Joker, which. <laughs> I yeah, there's there are pieces to it. There, that there's are... there's less okay. So if I'm saying I'm putting Dark Knight Rises below this, I think there are fewer lows of Batman than yes. there are in Dark Knight Rises. Like Dark Knight Rises, I got to deal with like Joseph Gordon would be like a New Yorker. Like, my hey, is, I saw you when I was in my orphanage. Problem, my problem with that is like it's four hours. It's not like four hours of Batman. No, no, I I would disagree. I think you've I think Dark Knight Rises above this. Okay. All right. So we have a one. We have a one movie shift. Yes. Number six. I would say Batman Begins. Yeah, I would agree with it. I think it's a different take on the Batman origin. And yeah, no, I'm I'm all on board with it. I think Ra's al Ghul is awesome. I love Liam Neeson Rish. in this. Whatever they call him, Ra's al Ghul in the movie, Ra's al Ghul. Whatever. Hmm. You know, I don't have to. I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Yeah, it's sol- solid. There's. A lot of the stuff with the Nolan movies, it's like it kind of comes down to like a logic thing. And I'm not the first one to like mention it. Like, well, what if someone like boiled a pot of water and they were just releasing vapor as they just go fucking batshit? That's a good point. No, but I like it because it's a different villain than we've ever had. It's a different take on how he becomes Batman, not just because he's like filthy rich. Like he's able to do more things because he's rich, but he really becomes and learns how to be Batman by not being rich. So, yes. I'm going to betray my own list. I'm switching two things. Okay. I was a bitch about one of them. I was trying to placate the audience. All right. Well. I'm going to switch it. Okay. All right. So we disagree on um, Dark Knight Rises and Justice League, but you would say that Batman Begins is better than Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Because I think that, like, I don't know. I think that there was such a buildup of, oh, my God, you know, Dark Knight was really, really good. And now, like, I don't know. All right, this is where we're going to start getting into some, we might have some disagreements. Yeah, I look at Dark Knight Rises like as like Return of the Jedi. Like, you had all that build up, and you're like so excited after Empire Strikes Back, and then like the third one's kind of like, oh, it wasn't bad. I'm satisfied, mostly. All right, number five. Yeah? 
I feel like the top five we might disagree with because also one of them I don't think you've seen. Okay. Number five, Mask of the Phantasm. The This was released in theaters at Christmas in 93, and my dad wouldn't take me. We've, I remember, Dad! You're just calling everybody out. You're calling out the dude who wouldn't give you the Pokemon card. You're calling out your dad. No, we've watched Mask of the Phantasm for this show. Did we? Okay. I overall like this a lot. I like Batman masking up for the first time. I like the Phantasm as a villain. I like Batman like at his parents' grave being like, I don't think I could be happy, blah, blah, blah. I do think this movie um, suffers from pacing issues. They're, these guys were coming off the show, and like the show is the, like, the best Batman of all time. But the movie is really riddled with basic issues i remember that I, I remember all the hype and build up for it and eh, I'm, I'm okay with it i can live with it okay so number five mask the phantasm number four batman 1989 i i guess i should show you my top four yeah and then um you can react and i'm also going to switch two of these okay uh, which one are you switching i'm gonna switch two and three get the fuck out of here <laughs> i do no. No, no, no. No. Let's deal with number four. Let's deal with number four. I would, no. Number four should be number three. Okay. So, and, and, all right. So, should we just hash out what I think four through one are? Yeah, okay. Switch one of them. All right, yes. Because I was a coward because I was trying to placate to the audience. Well, like, you know, that's what you should do. It's but, not what I really, all right, well, here we go. I really believe. Yeah, all right. Okay. So, top four. For my money, for my preference of if I'm going to sit down and watch it and enjoy a thing, yes, I would say number four for me would be Batman 1989. Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, that's the one. That's my number four. Number two, or sorry, number three, because I'm switching my two and three. Yeah. This is me placating to the audience, and I just said, fuck, I might do what I really believe. So number four, Batman 1989. Number three, The Dark Knight. Okay. Don't get fucking uppity with me already. I'm not getting uppity with you. Number two, Batman 66. <laughs> Great, fun, fun, uh, jerk off motions for yeah. you. And number one, Lego Batman. All right, I can, I can live. With you Lego haven't Batman. seen Lego Batman. I can live with that being number one for you. All right, I just, I think, I don't know. Those are my top four. I would, I would say Batman eighty nine, The Dark Knight, Batman sixty six, Lego Batman. I would go of those four. You haven't seen Lego Batman. You should. It's fucking amazing. All right. Well, we'll. And believe me, if you were to present me with like, hey. Do you think Lego Batman would be good? Like, we're going to do a movie with Lego characters involving Batman? I would say, no, that's a stupid idea. I fucking hate your idea. Die. That's really aggressive. I don't think people did die over it, but. It's amazing. It's my favorite. It's so fun and it's so silly and irreverent and like hits like. All the right notes. It hits deep cuts and it, yeah, it just. Okay. It, it embraces so much of like, Batman is silly. Batman can be dark, but it can also just be fucking awesome. It can be. Uh, I would probably go. We'll we'll leave Lego Batman alone. I would go Dark Knight, Batman eighty nine, then Batman sixty six. But even then, I don't think Batman sixty six is top five. But that's just me. Batman sixty six for me is it knows what it is. It knows that it's silly. It knows what it is at the time. It hits the right notes. It has an exploding shark. It has like the silly like rules. It has like Miss Kitka, and it has like a great. I mean, basically, what we're going to see with the Batman tomorrow of like, mm. oh, it's going to have the Riddler. It's going to have the Penguin. It's going to have the Joker. It's going to have Catwoman. It's just the same fucking cast. Yes. But just it knows that it's silly and it's awesome. And so, yeah, I know. I don't know. I know that everyone loves the Dark Knight. And I I l- really like the Dark Knight. I'm not going to say I love. I really like the Dark Knight. Yeah, I just think it's a little higher. He, I like I like the original number two ranking for it. Heath Ledger is incredible in it. Um, I think my favorite performance, I know everyone loves to like kind of like get up the Heath Ledger stuff, but I think Gary Oldman is the best thing in that movie. I think Christian Bale is the best live action Batman we've seen. Granted, we're going to see a new one tomorrow, but yeah. I mean, you know, at this point of recording, yeah, top. So we disagree on our top four. Yes. Granted, you have seen maybe two of them. Yes. Have correct. you seen Batman 66? I have not. I remember you showed me the trailer for it. It's incredible. I love that movie. So I can't really speak with any, but I think, I don't know. I know where Bat, like the Keaton Batman and the Dark Knight stand kind of like in the cultural phenomenon. And I'm not trying to be like, um, uh, what's the term? Contrarian? Yeah, I'm not trying to be. It's just truly like, if you'd be like, oh, hey, what would be like fun to pop in? I'm not going to be like, you know, it would be a great time watching the Dark Knight. No. Mm, yeah, no. A great time. Like Lego Batman is 
fun. Exactly. It's great. And Batman is, you know, a very dark character and all that shit. But there's also a ton of fun and just the silliness and the ridiculousness of it. And I, I love Lego Batman. I love Batman 66. And I do really like The Dark Knight. And I do really like the eight and nine Batman. Like, they're good movies. It's a, it, it, the, the ranking of seems silly because I'm just like, oh, yeah, here's a movie that, like, I could pop in at any time versus like, here's a movie I really like. I'm not trying to like tear one thing down to like raise another up. I just fucking love Lego Batman. Yes. <laughs> it's just, maybe we should do an episode on Lego Batman. Because you haven't seen it. And it's I have so not. Good. It's so good. It's so much fun. And it shouldn't be. It's Lego Batman. Why should that be a good movie? It just is. Some of those animated movies are like, this is not going to be any good. And you're like, oh my God, this is fantastic. There's no right. That, it has no right to be as good yeah, as it is. No but reason. Here we but are. it's. I think it's the best one. Well, there you go. Uh, all right. This so, is a long episode. This is like three. This episode took three hundred minutes. Yeah. When I edit down. All right. So yeah. just for me personally, and you have some slight differences yes. in opinion. Uh, Fourteen and fifteen, the Batman serials. Fucking whatever. Number thirteen, Batman and Robin. Number twelve, Theatrical Justice League. Number eleven, Batman Forever. The fact that Justice League is on there twice makes me sick. <laughs> Number 10, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Number 9, Batman Returns. Number 8, Dark Knight Rises. Number 7, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Number 6, Batman Begins. Number 5, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Number 4, Batman 1989. Number 3, The Dark Knight. Number 2, Batman 66. And number 1, Lego Batman. All right, there you go. And I hope tomorrow, boy, I hope tomorrow that I have a new number 1. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited for it. I know you are too. I really am. Is that it? That's the show. All right. If you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editors note comics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. Uh, plus, you get access to other cool stuff from behind the paywall. Love your emails. Go ahead and email Zach that he's absolutely wrong with his top four on his Batman definitive Batman listing. Editors note comics at gmail.com. Plus, fill up our mailbag and ask us all kinds of Truly cool questions. Not a, like, I'm not trying to be like, well, the populace doesn't believe it. So, this is what I'm going to do. No. Oh, yeah. It's mm, like, quiet. Hey, Tea, you drink your pee. Your, your, you drink your tea with I'm sorry, your pee. You drink up. my pee. I don't drink your pee. No, you <laughs> just drink, drink your pee. It's sterile, and you like the taste of it. <laughs> uh, you drink. You drink your tea with your pinky up, don't you? You're that kind of guy using words like populist and contrarian. Actually, I had to feed you contrarian tonight and line of demarcation. But anyway, so yeah, uh, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Plus, you can find Zach on the social medias at editorsnotecomics. Yeah, you're on Twitter too at Junior Rich. What, what the hell are you doing? Who knows. Uh, I haven't really tweeted about much recently. Just all the like 20 games I covered over the last week during the mm. basketball tournament. Got to make that money because I had to replace the clutch of my car. $1,995 later. It's rough. It is. But that clutch now, mm, grabby. It's ready to go. <laughs> it's ready to shift gears. Oh, dude. When I like when I stepped off the clutch the first after getting in the car after it was fixed, considering what it was the last time, I almost stalled out. And I'm like, oh, shit. It wants to go. And it wants to go now. She's hot and ready. Oh, yeah, she is. Next week, episode 301, it's going to be a banger. Yes, we will promote it online before we do it. I'm excited about this one. But it could be, well, what what happens if the director falls through? Normal episode. All right. All right. (laughs) Yeah. I got to read me some comics. I got to watch me a movie. Yes, yes, yes. All kinds of stuff. It's going to be great. I can't look. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Talk to you next week. 301. Bye.